You're here. Yeah, I am. Wow. Melissa. Yeah. Andrew. Yeah. We're I, all. I, I snuck in. We're all here. We are. We made it. Thanks for letting me come back. Well, you know, just because you're not in doesn't mean you can't judge my story tonight. That's true. I could sit and listen, and I'll just sit a little farther away from the fire. Yeah. yeah. You just have to sit out in the cold. Yeah, you can't feel the heat from the fire. You have to be Just a little far. bit of heat. No. Yeah. No, you didn't make it in. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> just uh, watch out for those snakes. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of angry snakes out there. They like to hang out. They're not out. even warm-blooded. They don't keep me warm at all. Yeah. No, you're kind of doomed, I think. Maybe one will give me a hug. Maybe maybe the story will warm you up. Maybe. Yeah. See, these two get to sit around the fire because they're both in. The only reason I'm around the fire is because I'm in the hot seat. Yep. Right? Where, where they're going to judge. You guys are going to judge my story. All right. Let's, yeah. let's, let's sit down. Let's get into this here. Let's get comfortable except for Andrew. And uh, let me do my worst. Let me, let me preface this once again with um, you... <laughs> The last several years, you guys have not let me into the Midnight Society. I, I'm excited to see what you have this year. Yeah. I have made it my goal seem, to make it in. You and seem you, very confident this you, year. You've also been doing the wrong thing this entire time. Which is? You've been building it up. Oh, oh no, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And so now we expect something amazing. Yeah. We really do. The only I'm so excited for this. <laughs> <laughs> no, stop. The only reason... That I went last is because that was kind of my method. I thought, hey, you know, maybe, just maybe, that was why I wasn't getting in. Because I was going first. But it turns out, well, uh, well, actually, I guess we don't know how it turns out yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> because uh, the guy who did, or the, the lady who did go first did, in the fact, lady. make it in. You're the lady. Yeah. Is that okay with you? It's just weird. Yeah, I know. Uh, please weird. use their proper pronoun. Oh my god, we're not doing this. I'm going to get into my story. Is okay, cool? let's right. do it. I'm excited <laughs> for this amazing story. Alright, would you put the bag of weird sand? Oh, it's right here. Sorry. Thank you. Uh, Almost lost it. How are we missing like 80%? Have you guys been coming out here without me? I mean, you're not in yet. Wait, wait, wait. So Andrew wait. and I are in. You two have been meeting up around the fire. Yeah, every night. Just L- doing lines night. of magic sand? <laughs> what the fuck? Alright, uh, um, submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. I call this story The Tale of the Unsolved Mystery. An old 1960s era panel van sits on the side of the road. A thick billow of smoke extends from the engine as rain pounds down on the orange florid patterns that adorn its body. With each crack of thunder, a brief flash of light illuminates the words plastered across the side. The Mystery Machine. The van's passengers and their dogs stand outside the vehicle. Like, I don't know, man. The tall one in the shabby, olive-colored t-shirt begins. I don't think we would have hit that tree if that animal hadn't appeared out of nowhere. (laughs) The speaking Great Dane chimes in. We almost ran over it. A petite woman with thick-rimmed glasses and Bob-style haircut pops her head up from behind the hood of the van. She uses the sleeve of her orange sweater to wipe grease from her freckled cheek. I don't know what to tell you, Shaggy, but the engine's toast. Like speaking of toast, Shaggy responds, I think I saw a diner back there. Why don't we go get some food and deal with the van once the rain stops? (laughs) Ha ha! rude! (laughs) Adds Scooby-Doo. The red-headed woman looks up from her makeup mirror. I don't think so. The diner was at least ten miles back. My Manolo Blahniks can only take so much abuse. 
Daphne's right, the buff, blonde-haired man with the sharp jawline speaks up. The diner's too far back. Come on, gang, let's head up to that mansion. Velma butts in. I agree with Fred. We only came all this way because of the voice we heard on the radio. It may have come from this place. There's no mystery we can't solve, and this is no different. Like, no way, man, objects Shaggy. There's no way you're getting me anywhere near that creepy old place. Uh-uh, Scooby-Doo agrees with Shaggy, shaking his big goofy head side to side. Velma reaches into the back of the van and pulls out a blue box. Come on, guys, she pleads, giving the box a little shake. Would you do it for a Scooby snack? Nuh-uh! No way! The two protest further. How about two Scooby snacks? Velma counters. Like I thought you'd never ask! <laughs> Velma tosses two Scooby snacks in the air and Shaggy gracefully catches them in his mouth. He begins chewing on them as Velma turns to the dog. You see, there's no problem I can't solve. How about you, Scooby-Doo? That's when she realizes he's no longer paying attention. Instead, Scooby-Doo's teeth are chattering and his eyes wide with fear. This struck Velma as being particularly out of the ordinary, as Scooby-Doo isn't one to turn down a Scooby snack. Jinkies, what is it, Scooby? She asks out of genuine concern. The dog slowly raises his quivering paw in the direction of his frightened stare. Velma's eyes follow the gesture to a large figure, covered in a shadow, and standing just behind Shaggy. Another deafening crack of thunder, and the lightning allows a brief glance at the inhuman creature's pearly teeth. Jagged like a hundred perfectly sharpened razor blades, overpacked into its menacing, drooling jaw, the hairy beast lets out a howl. As the rest of the group catches on to the situation and turns to face the atrocious monster, it quickly lunges forward, its speed mirroring its ferociousness. It opens its jaw wide and clamps down on Shaggy's neck. Blood sprays in every direction as it thrashes its head side to side. Shaggy! shouts Scooby-Doo as his fear turns into a sense of duty to protect his best friend. He starts barking fiercely at the beast. As the group turns to run, Velma turns around and shouts, Scooby-Doo, come on! But he continues barking. Fred grabs Velma by the hand and pulls her towards the mansion, leaving the dog, the beast, and the now-limp Shaggy at the side of the road. The doors of the old mansion burst open as the group stumbles into the doorway. Fred slams the large doors behind him. Daphne sighs. Oh, th- thank God the doors were open. We have to go back for them, shouts Velma. We have to... But her sentence is cut short. Just above their heads, among the rafters, a middle-aged man sits silently. His face is emotionless and his eyes dark. He casually ties one end of a rope to a sturdy-looking beam and the other to his neck. Wait, shouts Fred, but it's too late. The man steps off his perch and falls a small distance, then comes to a sharp stop. A loud crack echoes through the foyer as the rope becomes taut. Oh my god, Daphne whispers quietly. Who who is that? Does he live here? A large grandfather clock against the wall gongs loudly twelve times in sync with the man's lifeless swaying. Fred eyes the clock. Come on, help me get up there and cut him down, he says as he begins dragging it from across the wall, positioning it underneath the man. Velma's eyes are wide in horror. He, he's dead. They're all dead, she repeatedly mutters to herself. Daphne helps Fred climb onto the dusty old timepiece until he reaches the top. He stands on his toes, bringing his eye level equal to the mysterious cadaver. As he leans towards the body, it suddenly begins convulsing. 
Fred teeters, but regains his footing as the man's skin slowly begins to melt away, the pieces of flesh disappearing before they hit the floor. The fleshy facade finishes, revealing a translucent figure emitting an otherworldly glow. Fred points directly at it. G-g-g-ghost! The phantom raises its head, its cold, dead eyes looking deeply into Fred's. I tried to save you, it mutters quietly. Without warning, it grabs Fred by his ascot and leans in closer. Tears start rolling out of its eyes, falling through its body and onto the floor. I tried to save you! Instantly, the ghost disappears in a poof of white mist, and the mansion begins shaking violently. It's an earthquake, was Fred's final thought, before tumbling down with a thump. He scrambled to move out of the way of the plummeting clock, and would have gotten away with it too, if it weren't for his meddling broken kneecap, shattered from the fall onto the marble floor. Fred's head explodes like a balloon full of raspberry jello beneath the old clock. Daphne shrieks, Freddy! The quaking continues and the floor starts to crack apart, holes beginning to form all around the girls. As they rush towards the front door, a massive void opens in the ground in front of them, flames bursting from inside. The tremors continue as the two change direction and run up the large staircase in the center of the room. Once Daphne reaches the top, she makes a sharp left down the hallway. She darts into the first open door she finds and slams it shut behind her. Suddenly, the shaking stops. Daphne stands in complete silence for a moment. She leans against the wall, breathing heavily, her eyes trying to focus but the room's too dark to see anything. As her breathing returns to normal, she feels something wet lapping at her hand. Scoop, Scooby-Doo? She asks out loud. Is that you? She gets no response. Instead, she starts to hear a dripping noise. Drip. 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 She strains even harder to see. Drip. Her pulse picks up again. Drip. She's beginning to frantically feel along the walls for a light switch. Drip. Finally, her fingers make a connection with the plate on the wall. Drip. Her fingers crawl onto it. Drip. As she flips the switch, light floods the room. Her eyes instantly dart to whatever was licking her hand and... There's nothing there. That's when she hears it again. Drip. She turns around to face the sound. Drip. It's coming from the closet. Drip. She reaches out towards the door handle. Drip. Grabbing it, she begins to twist slowly. Drip. As the door inches open, she's horrified. Inside, completely still and hanging upside down, is a bloody Scooby-Doo. Drip. 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 Her eyes well up and tears roll down her cheek. She wipes them away, smudging her mascara. Images flash in her mind. Shaggy, torn to shreds, headless Fred, Scooby-Doo's insides now outside, and now, worst of all, she noticed the heel of her left shoe broke off while running up the stairs. She limps towards the door and opens it. This was the lowest Daphne had ever been in her entire life, and she couldn't handle it any longer. She continues down the hallway, dark thoughts swirling in her head. The will to live seemingly absent. As she rounds the corner, she is not surprised to see the entire foyer has now become a flaming pit. A gigantic demon with oversized horns and red flesh stands at the center of the pit. She doesn't care anymore. She continues to hobble down the steps, embracing the idea of the monster and the escape from this torture it brings with it. Reaching the ground level, she stands on the edge of the chasm. She whispers to herself, Sweet release. She closes her eyes and takes one step forward. When she doesn't drop, she takes another step forward, and then another, 
Finally, she opens her eyes to find out why she hasn't fallen to her death and realizes she's standing right in the center of the horrific demon. But she's perfectly okay. Suddenly, the demon's gone. The marble floor and Freddy's body reappear. Across the room stands Velma, victoriously swinging in a circle, the power cord to an expensive projection system. I figured it out, she says smugly. It was all just trickery, you see. But before she can finish her sentence, a man bursts through the front door. The girls have never seen this man before. He appears older, with salt and pepper hair and a lifetime of stress carried in the bags under his eyes. In his hand is a torn-up olive-colored t-shirt. Did you see it? He asks. They stare blankly. The monster! Did you see it? I don't know who you are, sir, Velma says, straightening out her glasses. But I just proved the monster was a projection the entire time. He furrows his brow. Then what happened here? He asks, gesturing towards Fred. As I was saying, it's just a trick put together using mirrors. Daphne, try to touch... She holds up her fingers in air quotes. Fred. Daphne limps weakly over to Fred's body and gives it a small tap with her shoe. Blood leaks from his neck hole. She vomits. Velma looks at the cord in her hand. But I thought... The man closes his eyes and rubs them. You don't know a damn thing. He sighs and stumbles forward, catching himself before falling over. Are you okay? Asks Daphne. I'm just... tired. The man hangs his head low. I'm so tired. He goes limp and falls to the floor. Jinkies, what's going on? Cries Velma. The man begins twitching. Hair starts to grow from his hands and continues up his whole body. His face changes shape, allowing room for his pearly teeth, jagged like a hundred perfectly sharpened razor blades overpacked into his menacing, drooling jaw. Daphne collapses to her knees and starts sobbing uncontrollably, while the beast stomps towards her, shaking the room with every powerful step. I thought I had it figured out, Velma whispers to herself as her friend is torn to shreds in front of her eyes. The voice on the radio? The projection? The mirrors? The ghost? The hairy creature finishes devouring Daphne and starts up the stairs. The man? The monster? Scooby-Doo, where are you? The horrible savage now hovers over her, licking its vile lips. I guess, I guess there are some mysteries that aren't worth investigating. The end. I call plagiarism. Uh, yeah, I do too. Well, I was going to say, cool. I love that you incorporated all three of our stories oh. into your story. <laughs> trying to go off of our success. You guys so. like that? Well, I no. mean, he's going off of one failure too. Yeah. Yeah. Got to even the odds a bit. But no, I I love that you incorporated all of those. I feel ripped off. Into your story. Oh, really? So, see, I expected more of an Andrew response. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you guys feel ripped off too. Yeah, I kind of do. Oh, no. I mean, I was, I was liking the Scooby-Doo vibe, and then it suddenly took a real hard left. Real hard left. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah it got real dark. Uh-huh. And I was yeah. like, whoa, what, what's going to go on here? And then yeah. and then as it went on, I was like, oh, I, I see what he's doing. He's doing all the stars. Yeah. Yeah, I was excited. That was good. All right. I liked I that a lot. that. Thank you. Now, I did say uh, I call it plagiarism, but that doesn't mean I didn't like it. Okay. All right. But I didn't like it. No, <laughs> yeah, I was kidding. No, it was... <laughs> It was, it, yeah. Uh, it How was, long was that? Was it too long? It was a little long. I just feel like... It was longer than all three of ours put together. It was longer by comparison, but really, your guys' story this year was really short. Your stories this year were really short. Like uh, That's actually why I why I went with the short ones, because both of them did short ones. I was just following the, 
Yeah, following see, the theme. I like to march to the beat of my own drum. I like to. I don't know. Your I own just felt violent, like violent, gory drum. I just felt like it was kind of like a big finale, right? Because like every plus you all guys, the Scooby Doo references were in there too, which I liked. Perv, I'm glad you appreciated that. Look, I, 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 I would tone down the descriptive words. At oh, the, at the beginning, it was a lot of. I was setting the tone, my it, friend. It was like a lot, though. It, it sure like, was. It was that like, was I, that was one of my first thoughts. I was like, oh. He thinks he's Stephen King. No, no. no, no. <laughs> There's a to, lot Had of to really set the tone at the beginning is what it was. I mean, I feel like he could have done that with, with fewer descriptions. I think the main part... Like, like fucking Velma wiping her... Oh, I love that Freckles, line. whatever. Yeah, yeah. I do like that, the, you, that you described them before you introduced them. Of course. I was good. And, like, that was the knew goal. what they were. Yeah, that was yeah. good. That was... But See, I, and, and I, I thought it was key describing the mystery machine at the beginning because that's what hooks you is when well, you realize what the hell I'm doing well, is as, Scooby-Doo. As soon as you, as soon as you uh, bring the mystery machine in, I knew yeah. instantly it was Scooby-Doo. So you thought the character descriptions were too much? Yeah, I, I feel like it could have been like uh, Velma with like the big glasses and that was all that was kind of needed. Okay, but you, so you still wanted me to describe the characters yeah, in well, some I, respect. I like the way that it flowed. So the glasses were okay, but the freckles were too much. Or, or do the freckles and not the glasses? I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, her glasses are iconic. You need that. Each Just, sentence had a very short description of each character. They really weren't that long. No, I thought it was good. I liked it. I, I want I want to vote. I want to vote no because you voted me no. I'm, I'm heartbroken. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm I'm gonna give you a yes because it was that good. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, that means so much. My, I let only me... get a half vote because I'm not in. But uh, <laughs> let me just say to the, to the two of you vote. guys, you guys picked great stories and they inspired me. <laughs> <laughs> they inspired hey. me. Hey Matt, yeah. wipe, uh, can you just wipe your nose a little bit? You, you get a little something right right on the tip. Yeah, that's that's as that that's ass. I do <laughs> I do appreciate that you used that you used my monster as the uh, as the actual monster. That's good too. Yeah, well, like no, that. but the the real question is: Was Melissa's ghost really there? We don't know. That's true. This mystery is unsolved because the, the thing woke up or did it exactly. So you see, this is the reason why the story is called. The unsolvable mystery. I didn't. I, I didn't like the the. There was a little bit of a weaker point there with. Oh, the, which one? Just the the whole like dripping like dog in the closet thing. Oh, I, I, I like didn't care it. for that. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> you didn't even make it in this year. <laughs> <laughs> I call plagiarism, but I'm still gonna vote yes. Yes, dude. Melissa. I say no, but I guess. Can you tell me why? It was one and too a half long. to one. Too long. too long. Okay. Yeah. And honestly, if this was actually the Midnight Society, yeah. you retold our story, dude. <laughs> it's not an original story. I'd like to say I tied all your stories but together if you're into watching, one universe. If you're watching the show and they had an episode where this person included all the stories, you'd be like, "What the fuck?" Fucking actually, clip no, show. No, yeah, they, exactly. they actually, they actually do do that though, where people are like reusing characters and reusing throwing them back characters, in and stuff, but not. Like, Guys, what line. show? This is an original concept. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is that if you had to watch a show where they told stories, okay, yeah, episode, a hypothetical show, yeah, yep, and um, this person trying to get in is just telling everyone else's stories and matching them together, you'd be pissed off. You'd be like, "Where's the new material? New content?" Well, the new content was Scooby fucking Doo getting his stupid brown nose mixed into the mix of it. Yeah. 
sorry. Either way, you make it in. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I was kind of hoping for the clean sweep, but Melissa's being kind of a jerk about it. That's okay. Hey, honestly. Okay. We also didn't get a clean, clean sweep of a year this year either. I know. I know. I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. Um, really, least, though. At least I got one vote, I think. Did I get yeah, you, know, yeah, you got a vote. You got a vote. No, I got one. Yeah, Maybe. you got one. I don't remember. Hey, fun fact, I killed off shirt, uh, Shaggy early because I hate doing that voice. Ah, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> my impressions are terrible. Can we talk about my impressions real quick? They're so bad. <laughs> They're so bad. Your female That's... voice needs a lot of work. Oh, I don't know what happened. Like, I, was I don't gonna... know. Your Scooby-Doo is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah, your Scooby-Doo. That's your one that's... Female voices need a lot of work. Reggie! I noticed you like, didn't even do a Fred voice. You did like one Come on, one gang. Line. Let's split up and look for clues. He doesn't really have a voice. Like, no, you did one line so of him boring. and you're like... He doesn't get exposition. <laughs> he truly didn't. Yeah, he. I killed him off right quick. Yeah, once they got inside, I hit a couple lines here. Kicking off, killing all the guys first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are we done analyzing my story? I'm. S- <laughs> I think so. Congratulations right. this year, Matt. Thank you so much. Next year, don't steal our stories. I did. I, that's why he wanted to go last. No, that's. <laughs> 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 I wasn't originally planning to tie your guys' stories into it. It was going to be all original. And I thought, oh, this is cute. What if I do this instead? And then Andrew, because I started writing this before Andrew had even, even told his story. So Yeah, so you waited till he told his story. Through- no, no, I, I, was, I was. So that monster at the beginning was in there regardless. And then I, you tied no, it all in. Yeah, I retroactively made it your monster. Ah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I caught as soon as the, the ghost melted away and like I tried to. I was like, oh, it's Melissa's story. Oh, yeah, I was, I was curious. Like, I was just waiting for Dan's at that point. I was and curious. I was still waiting for mine. And then I was kind of thinking, what was that first monster supposed to be? I don't know. We'll see. And then you tied it in at the end, and, and I was like, ah, oh, it was. Okay. Yeah, you came back. I was I was kind of curious as to whip, uh, what point you guys realized um, it, it was your guys' stories. What, yeah. Dan, I do you remember? I realized uh, the I, melting ghost. I knew for sure as soon as I heard one drip. Yeah. Yeah, it was the yeah. drips, eh? Yeah. I thought the drips would be it. I heard one drip, so I'm like, oh, he's stealing everybody's stories. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank- so I caught it I caught it slightly earlier then, I guess, eh? Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah. All right, well, hey, I really appreciate you guys letting me in. Well, I mean, a ghost is a ghost. That could be anything. That's, I guess. Yeah, but the, I tried to save you because that was yeah. Melissa's whole thing. Well, and, the ghost and, has to scare them out to stop the thing from waking. And right? just before that, there was a line about how the clock struck midnight or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah, so, yeah right. To also be fair, I was I really that, listening actually. to Oh, Melissa. did you? Yeah. yeah. No, there was something about the I missed the, that reference. No, the yeah. clock, I mentioned it, yeah. The clock that Fred pu- pushed into the... Yeah, yeah through it struck, 12 times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just thought that was tertiary at nope. first. No, yeah. I missed that. It was in there specifically, yeah, because in Melissa's story... It had to be out before midnight. Yes, yeah. and the ghost failed on this, this round. Guys, it just occurred to me. Today's only the 23rd. That means we still have the 30th to come back out here and tell another story. I propose that we come out here... As a group, I say maybe not the Midnight Society since, you know, one of us didn't <clears throat> didn't make it in. Andrew! <laughs> oh, excuse me. But I think we should all come out here and tell a group story. I don't, I don't know if we want Andrew bringing our storytelling down. <laughs> He's got a point. <laughs> Why don't we figure it out? Hey, if anybody out in the woods is listening to us... <laughs> Oh, um, stop eavesdropping, you creepy bastard. <laughs> C- come back on the 30th where we'll be doing this more for one final time before Halloween. Okay, bye.
Bye. Bye. Bye.